watched a movie last night Yeah, I've never seen this one before Yes, I swear it's brand new And I'm sharing it with you I watched a movie last night And now I'm sharing it with you December 25th, 2016, with a Metacritic score of 94. I just watched La La Land. 94. 94. That's an insane number. That, you know what that is? Because I just looked it up really fast. That's two Matrix 3s. <laughs> so what does that even mean? How, how do we compare <laughs> La La Land with... No, we're not going to do that. Dude, this is a great movie. I'm so psyched you just watched it. Yeah, I can't explain how this didn't get watched before now. I love Damien Chazelle. I love musicals. I love music. I adore Ryan Gosling. Uh, couldn't think higher of Emma Stone. I love Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone together. They were in Crazy Stupid Love, which I've talked about in the podcast. And I'm a huge, huge fan of that movie. That's the one. Do you remember the other day, when we were, like three episodes ago, when I'm like, you know, this other movie you recommended, I started going down this truly madly something, something, oh, something, yeah. and you're like Savage Garden, and then my mom talked about it with Alan Rickman and all this stuff. <laughs> That's the movie I meant. Yeah, so Crazy Stupid Love, which also starred uh, the stars of La La Land, Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Uh, yeah, I don't know how I didn't see this movie before, but I, I quite literally just watched this. Well... I'm I'm glad you did. I watched it in theaters when it came out. Uh, I don't think I watched it on Christmas Day that year. We definitely need a top five Christmas Day release movies for sure. Something just that's just a thing. I'm putting that in the Trello. Um, so JT, I uh, I got some questions for you. I got answers. Let's go. I, I've got a rough, roughly more than four and less than six questions to go. So. <laughs> Here we go. I, I do have one that I think is a bit of a challenge, so I'm going to keep that to the to the end to give you a little bit of time. So first, what was your opinion on... I, I don't know how to ask this without tainting it in either direction, so you're going to have to... You don't know which way I'm thinking on this, but what was your feeling of this as a musical from a song performance quantity, quality, etc.? Like from a musical lens, you know what I mean? I totally do. So that's actually interesting. The thing that I found myself thinking about the most during watching this was, is this actually a musical or not? Yeah. And, and it was weird because like, I don't know what genre to consider this. Like it's, it doesn't feel like a musical. It feels like it has musical numbers, but there's numbers of musicals. So I'm like, I think inherently that makes it a musical. So like as a musical, I think it was okay. As a movie with musical elements, I thought it was brilliant. So I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like if I put this against the greatest showman, I'm like, no, you're, you're different. Like you're just yeah. different. I, I, this is my biggest issue with the movie actually. Cause I, I agree with everything you just said, as you said it, I think to me, whenever people blend any other genre with drama, like, Oh, that's a, that's a comedy drama or that's an action drama, or that's a musical drama, really what they're saying is that's a drama that features some comedy or some action, or in this case, some music. Right. right? I, I would say this is straight up just a drama that happens to tell part of its story through song and dance, because you're not going to do it just through song. That'd be weird. 
That would be weird. <laughs> a musical where all the characters just stop on screen, turn, face the camera, and sing, but don't move. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, so now that leads me into the second question. Cause you know, JK Simmons has his, has a fun little role in this one. Right. Is there already, and if not, should there be a Damien Chazelle extended universe? Oh, interesting. Like if that was Fletcher, would that have made this movie better? Um, I don't think so. That's fun. It, it is fun. Uh, but the thing is, he hasn't done a ton, right? I mean, like, all he did was he's done Grand Piano, Whiplash, this, and then, um, oh, he did the other, uh, hold on, what's the other one? He's one more, and he's working on something right now as well. I, I remember reading about it. Oh, yeah, he's, he's working, so the, the, he's working on it. Oh, he did uh, 10 Clo- Cloverfield Lane. Uh, but he, yeah, Babylon he's working on now, which no one knows, like, Brad Pitt's attached to it. There's a bunch of people who are rumored to attach to it. It's supposed to come out in, like, two or three years, but no one knows what it's about. But hmm. it's it's him, so there's probably music in Hollywood because that seems to be his thing. Probably, uh, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. I I don't know if I would want. I don't know if it would work <laughs> as an extended universe. But I love like when Simmons was in it. Immediately, I was like, yeah. <laughs> but like, think about it. could that character have been Fletcher and pulled it off? Because if you, if you remember Whiplash, and I know you do, Fletcher outside of the school was just a really talented musician. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It's it, because that guy, if, yeah, I mean, I guess maybe if he had like a, a, if he like night directed the music, if they had made that not like a sit down random restaurant, but like he was the music director at an actual club, that would have been dope. Okay, now I'm on board. Yeah, that would have yeah. been awesome. That and then what awesome. we could have is like, we could have like four or five movies from now. We get one super movie that has Fletcher on sax, Miles Teller, uh, was Andrew on the, on the I drums. Can't. Yep. Ryan Gosling on keyboard. I'm yeah. sure we'll get like a good singer along the way, you know? John Legend was in this. Yeah. <laughs> you know he had to learn how to play guitar for this? I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. I just assumed he's like one of those prodigies because it feels like everything he does musically just makes sense. All right. Next question. Then we get to our more, two more serious ones. So question three. Can you name... Let's, let's, let's move this into the musical category. Sure. Now... Can you name a better opening number for a music mu- movie musical? Because I got to say, I felt the Another Day of Sun sequence was phenomenal. Yeah. So the answer is no. To answer your question directly, I can't think of a better one. And that's honestly, that was the scene that made me go, this is a musical. And then right. everything thereafter, the story got stronger than the music did. And the musical, the, the musical elements got not worse, but they got less musically. You know what I mean? Like they just sort of like turned down because it started at 11. I was like, oh, this is like a musical musical. And then as it went on, I'm like, oh, they're just sort of interspersing really cute little musical right. montages. It was so weird. Yeah, that's but no, I can't think of anything that started stronger. So I went looking through our list of uh, titles from the musicals episode we did. And the only one that I would put up to it, uh, funny enough, is from an animated I could argue that uh, that Lion King open like the uh, oh the Circle of Life Circle of Life that's a pretty another pretty strong opening, but this whole the 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 song and dance on the on the L.A. freeway was amazing. I thought I love that it's the one take. Yeah, right. And uh, apparently it's not. By the way, apparently it's not. Oh really? 
Yeah, there's a couple of moments. One behind, I think, behind the dress, and when they open the doors, are the two uh, sneaky breaks in that sequence. Oh, but but I've got this new thing where I've got like a certain respect for the faux long take because I believe like when they're they, they do so much work to make us have that feeling that it's worth it, you know. Oh, I just thought of one that's better. Okay, what you got? Dun 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 dun. dun, dun. He was a bastard. Oh, if it's, it opens. That's the open. It, it opens, but I, I, I got to say, if I had to watch either of those two right now, I would watch Another Day of Sun again. So would I. I'm just, because Hamilton is so, like, oh, yeah. so special. If, if Hamilton opened with my shot, I think it would be, which it couldn't, but, like, if it did, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Uh, but no, I, Manuel. Yeah, I, I do think that this is, that, that opening was, um, was incredible. It was incredible. All right. Serious question. Uh, is this Emma Stone's best performance ever? Oh, boy. Good question. Uh, running through my head. Let's see. She was amazing in The Help. Fun and Crazy Stupid Love. Um, oh, man. I'll, I'll, I'll do a little pitter-patter while, you, while, you, while I give you... I'll buy you a little bit of time to ponder. I personally, I think this is at least one of, if not, I, I don't think I have a formal statement. I, it's probably where I'd put her. I think the scene in the audition oh. where it's yeah. zoomed in on her face and it stays there and you see like, I don't know, 30 emotions go across her face. I, like, I, again, I, 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 don't, I don't know how all the acting training and all that works. But just watching that kind of a transformation for me was just, it took her up a notch in my esteem as her as a just straight up talent. Yeah, I, I think that uh, that scene really sticks out to me. Um, the, the, the scene in the end where her and her husband walk into Seb's club, her, like the amount of emotion she portrays and does nothing. She's yeah. still... That's a really, like, I remember, like, in that moment I was watching this, I'm like, oh, she's getting after it right now. Like, there's a lot happening and nothing is happening, which yeah. is really impressive. That's a really impressive trait. Uh, I think you could probably make an argument. The only thing, I would say yes, the only one that comes to mind, because she does a lot of, like, fun stuff, like Easy A and Zombieland, where she's just, like, a ton of fun. But it's, like, hard to, you know, those it, comedic actors and actresses don't get enough credit for how hard that is. Uh, but she was mildly transformative in battle of the sexes because she played Billie Jean King and she did a really, really great job in mm. that. And that's a, not an easy role. Um, and it's hard to play somebody else when you're as established as she was. And she really kind of took herself out of it. So I would put these two one and two, uh, but this is, it was, there was a, there was a multi, multiple times in this movie when I was like really, in, really amazed at her where I like would totally forgot that she was Emma Stone from super bad. Like I was just like, Oh right. man, like she's getting after it. And it was, it was really good. I re I respect that the heck out of this performance. Yeah, it's definitely the best performance by any cast member of Superbad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about well, Bill Hader's in? Listen, Bill Hader's making a name for himself, man, because Bill Hader and Barry is no joke. He's great. He is great. Although, you know, Bill, Bill Hader act like if you were to tell me that that's just Bill Hader being Bill Hader, I'd be like, oh yeah, okay. Why not? Like if we were to find out that actually Bill Hader was a serial killer or an assassin or whatever assassin, I guess uh, yeah. you'd sort of be like, yeah, all right. You know, he's funny <laughs> I'd though. It. I'd accept he's it. He's funny though. 
Yeah. Like, Do you think he does the murders and all the voices? Because that'd be fun. <laughs> all right. So here's what I want you to do, JT. Of the uh, just, just not not an exhaustive list. Just our main two, Ryan and and Emma, using actors and actresses who had their heyday in the '90s. Recast. So Ooh. you got to get the same age range. The one thing that you don't have to do is account for musical talent because we'll just we'll just leave that out for now. So you got to get the same kind of age bracket. So in the nineties, oh boy, uh, this is fun. Okay, now I know so... you're leaning toward you and McGregor and Nicole Kidman because of the obvious chemistry. <laughs> right, so much chemistry. Um, Oh, that's really interesting. Ewan McGregor actually is obvious an obvious choice. Nicole Kidman, not as much. Yeah, although um, actually it's interesting to have us like there is a certain similarity of Nicole and Emma and a certain Ewan and Ryan. I didn't yeah. even mean to go there, but that's kind of funny. That is funny. And it is it is like the two are very similar. Uh let's see. Okay, let's start with Ryan Gosling. So the thing with Ryan Gosling's character in this is he had to be like hopelessly good looking. Uh and also a little broody. So I'm trying to think of like, I'm so glad you said broody. Cause that was the word in my head. I'm like, I wonder what adjective he's going to go with. He's definitely broody. Yeah. Well, he, well, cause the thing is like jazz is different, right? Like I could see like an, uh, Ethan Hawke, I think would be, I don't know that he has any musical talent. Yeah. I like, that. I like that. There's an aesthetic, like a physical and emotional aesthetic to people that really appreciate jazz. Um, Oh, which is funny. You know, it's funny. This is our second, I just watched and they're both jazz related, which is totally unintentional. Well, it's funny because when I was thinking of questions to put out there, I was going to do a whole thing about jazz movies. And then I was like spacing on finding a really strong list of jazz movies that I could relate to and talk with you about. So I left it off the table. Yeah, it's fair. All right. So yeah, I'm going to stick with Ethan Hawke. I like that because he, he, he really feels like that character to me. Yeah, that's a good one. So Mia, which is Emma Stone's a little harder. So because the, I think one of the reasons Emma Stone was, well, Emma Stone was very successful in the role of Mia because there's a lot of like uh, innocence and sort of like quiet and calm innocence, but then also heavy emotions, right? Like really heavy emotions. Um, yeah, she's got to be able to, she's got to be able to like be that just regular, regular on screen, regular performance. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh wait, she can do all that too. Right. right? But but you can't bring that through every scene. Right. And then the other thing that was, that's important. And like the reason I'm not struggling, but like I'm thinking about this probably more than is necessary is because they're spoiler alert, just to make sure nobody gets freaked out here. Cause it's, it's a relative, it's a new enough movie is that in the end you have to have that. I'm a movie star quality. Yes. You, right. Cause like there, there was a part of me that goes like in the beginning where she's like hapless and helpless. There's like a little bit, I could do like early day Winona Ryder. I'm like, Oh, that would be fun. But like, I, she doesn't have, she can't carry it through. Yeah, She doesn't have the gravitas. I was thinking maybe like a Gwyneth Paltrow, but I also don't know if she, I don't know that she could do the emotional range to that level. I think she could certainly do a version of it. That would be very well done and satisfying, but I don't think, I don't know if she pulls the whole thing. Yeah, I don't think she does. I'm trying. This is tough because like, so Sandra Bullock comes to mind because she's like, you know what I mean? I think she has that range of doing the trying to figure it out. Uh, Drew Barrymore, the other one, like those two were the two in the 90s, I think. You know, you need you need the Sandra Bullock with her acting qualities that she's developed through the blind side 
but the version of her from Speed. Yes, right? you need, yes. You need that. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. That's that's yeah. literally the one. That's it. All right, I'll take it. Okay. All right. Uh, now, talk to us. I want to hear your, uh, your your take on this thing. So 90s 4 feels a little high to me, if I'm being honest. I thought it was incredibly well done. What I will say is the rewatchability of this movie is going to be very high. Like, if this is a movie for sure that if I'm like, HBO's on in the background and La La Land's on, I'm like, I will totally sit down and watch this for the next 45 minutes. You know, it's funny you say that. I have not rewatched it. I've rewatched the opening sequence a few times, actually. I showed it to the kids because I thought it was so well done. But for some reason, I'm, I'm not, uh, it didn't, I liked it very much. I, I actually gave it a nine on the old IMDb there. But uh, it wasn't a movie that I really felt like, oh, I got to watch this again. But you you would watch it again. Yeah. So I love Damien Chazelle, which we have talked about. Um, and I think he does a lot of really clever things. And I can I can sense for sure I missed some subtlety in this. Uh, and I want to go back and find that subtlety because he's a nuanced director and writer. And I know he, he, he did that stuff. So I want to go find it. Uh, but it was... The thing I liked about it is that it was it was fairly heavy in moments, but it was never sad. Um, right. It, it, it felt sort of like the beat, no pun intended, but like there was a, a there was a genuine musicality to the writing, and it sort of like it moved pretty well through things. It didn't feel like it was bloated. I mean, it probably could, there was like two scenes where I was like, okay, like we could probably we could we could probably drag these in a little bit. Uh, but for the most part, I thought it was like I really liked the pacing. I loved the music, even though it was interspersed for what I thought was going to be a musical. Um, I thought the dance numbers had a really lovely Rat Pack quality. There was a really, like, this was a really beautiful nod to like the old sixties, like, you know, like sort of like not Gene Kelly, Fred Astaire, Holy moly. Look at these people dance, but kind of like, look at these people dance. You know what I mean? Like, well, funny you say that they did this whole study of Gene Kelly's uh, work body of work. Like, like there's a, clear gene kelly uh uh influence on this movie yeah that well that one like um right you know right back tap is like a very gene kelly move that's like a very like noticeably okay this is a nod to uh but what i like is they didn't put either of them out of their comfort zone at no point was i like oh these two are professional ballroom dancers i'm like oh these two are crushing their dance scene that was that was nicely done uh and then outside of that yeah look i i really liked it again my only the only thing I struggled with, as we talked about, which your question perfectly teed up, is like, I don't know if this is a musical or not. And I know it is inherently, but like it didn't it just didn't land like so many other musicals do for me. Um, but I enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. I get the hype. Uh, Damien Chazelle has an aesthetic and and it worked in this. I thought it was really nice. I think the most impressive thing about this for me were the performances. Sure. Uh, Emma Stone was incredible. I could not believe it's one of the first things I looked up. There is not a single part of this uh, where Ryan Gosling was not playing the piano. He played all the music. Those are his hands. So even when they, there was two scenes where they cut behind him and another one where they did an overhead shot where I was like, okay, this is where they're getting a second set of hands. Yeah. That's what I thought. No, they're him. It was him the whole time. So just for six weeks straight, he just basically was like, okay, I need to learn these particular songs. So he does, I'm sure he doesn't know how to, much like I play the piano. I can't play piano, but I got a couple songs where it looks like I can. I think that's kind of what he did. Probably. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but it was just, no, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I do want to watch it again. Highly recommend it. I like that it, I think this is an age rangeless movie. I think anybody could watch this. 
um, yeah. because it doesn't get too deep into any one thing. The one thing I do want to say on a story note that I loved, I could not have loved more what Damien did in the end. So in yes. that end scene, when they do the zoom in and you see this entire other story arc, this is the other story. This is the story that could have happened had one event gone differently. Cause that's all that whole thing was. It was all hinging on a single event. And they go through the whole thing and the fact that he brought it back to what actually happened. I was like, thank you. Because when it first started, we got about halfway through and I'm like, oh no, we're going to end this movie on that note and it's going to bum me out. And instead, without no spoilers, I won't ruin it just in case. But the way he comes back and then lets it live in its present state, I was like, dude, that's a really great writing piece and a beautifully directed scene. Um, But the transition in and out of like what could have happened and what was, I thought was really like, it's pretty neat. It was, it was a neat idea that I hadn't seen. I was like, oh, that's like a new thing. That's fun. Yeah, it was well done. Although why Roy decided to go back to the carpet store after beating cancer, I still don't fully understand. <laughs> but uh, I'm not going to explain that reference. You either got it or you don't. <laughs> but that's all, I did think about that while watching it. I'm like, oh, it's, it's a life well lived. Look at yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly right. Uh, no, I highly recommend this movie. Uh, so I'm really glad I watched it. I don't know why I didn't watch it. I'm excited to watch it again, and I'm excited to watch it again, uh, potentially like in my in my office with my good speakers because I want to see if they did some cool um, sound stuff because I bet they did. Yeah, I I, I agree. I, I you know it's funny. I I don't feel that like I got to rewatch this movie. I think for me, the opening and the ending were were phenomenal, but most of the story. I, I, it's one of these weird, like I respect the hell of it. I stand be, behind giving it a nine out of 10. I just kind of don't need to see it more times. This is in, in a weird, weird, just, uh, I find that a little odd of myself. By the way, have you watched the YouTube video on how he films the dance scenes and things like that with like the quick panning across the whole dance floor? No, I have not. You should go give those a watch because it's fun because it looks like it's a special effect and you'll see... It is, in fact, not a special effect. It's a specially rigged camera that he just moves fast. And uh, the way, but the way they do it and sync it to the music is what's so special about it. So give that a watch. I'm sure you're going to actually include a link to that one because once you see it, you're going to be like, everybody must watch this now. Yeah, I most certainly will include that. That's awesome. Yeah, this is it. I uh, highly recommend watching it. I would say this is a, I do think it's a nine. I don't think it's a nine and a half, which is what it's closer to on Metacritic, but it feels like it, this is easily eight and a half, nine territory to me. No, no doubt. Sounds good. All right. Looking forward to part three in the Damien Chazelle EU. Yeah, that's right. Let's, we should write him a note and be like, whatever you're doing with Babylon, figure this out. <laughs> make, make it work. You can rename the characters. It's okay. Yeah. But get figure, it, figure it out, bud. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> now the time has come for leaving. Fear, now we shall return. We were so glad we could make it, but so sad we gotta run. Well, it might be a long time till we raise another glass. You can rest assured that next time we'll have ourselves a laugh.